people, it is episode 202 of Griff's Brain Dubs Me. Griff, obviously, how are you doing? It's um, it's almost Christmas. That means I've got to start doing my Christmas shopping. I think I'm in the middle there. I haven't left at the last minute, but I haven't been super early. I saw one person had all their presents wrapped up, hidden away from their children. I was like, piss off. Yeah, you're not big, you're not clever, you're not smart. I mean, you are all of those things for being so organized but i'm a hater so but you <laughs> yeah i mean I, I put out the message to the family about not getting each other presents but um instead it was received with, well what do you want for christmas so i was like no you can't just buy me stuff like that buy you lot of stuff oh fine 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 what do you want um but no that's what it is, man. Um, got, yeah, got got some Christmas presents lined up. Haven't actually bought them yet. Um, it's like I know what I'm getting everyone. So that's even more annoying if I don't just pull my finger out and get this shit. Because once it's sold out, I'm going to feel like a right dick if I don't get these people their presents. So I need to sort that out. But um, this weekend, what, what's going on? What's going on this week? Um, any big news? Any big news this week in the world? Um, probably. Probably. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about this Kevin Samuels guy. Um, he just hasn't gone away yet. If you don't know Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels is uh, he's a guy who, um, if, you, if it's on the ESM podcast, they featured his video. And um, it's just for a lot of fuss. He, he basically told this woman who was a single parent who earned six figures. It's in America. Um, single parent earned six figures who was average at best. This was her own rating on looks. Um, and she's saying that she wants to find a guy who earns six figures um, as well, who owns his own business. Because she's saying all the guys that she meets who uh, earn less than her want to become involved in her business. And she doesn't want that, which I think fair enough. Um, but she wants a, you know, a guy who's earned six figures and, and she thinks that's the type of guy she should get. And then this guy has told her, you're average at best, and that the type of guy you want won't want a woman like you. Now, when you when you condense it down to that sentence, um, it sounds nuts. It sounds harsh. She says she's average at best. So obviously, a lot of um, people can't say women. A lot of people have taken umbrage with his approach, even the sentiment of what he's saying, because they're saying, you know, anyone can get anyone, um, which is true. But there are they are exceptions to the rules, right? There are rules to dating. You know, there are rules to to us, uh, you know, the whole courting, procreation, mate, the, the game, the game of life, anthropology of humans. Um, and so could you get a guy on six figures who, yeah. But what the conversation went was, what do you think those type of guys want? The guys who earn six figures, who are high value men, as you will. And she said, oh, they probably want some, a bit of arm candy. Then that's why they asked her, well, what do you rate yourself then, looks wise? And she, she rated herself a five. Now, granted, I think she gave herself a five because she knew my man was ready to just smash her down if she said like nine. Um, and be fair, she's not an average person. He was just making the point that because you have a kid that is... If a guy could have you 
a version of you without a kid, he's going to pick that version. Because why do you want to look after someone else's kid? Because you didn't have a good relationship with the dad. So, you know, a responsible guy coming in will think, all right, I need to be taking care of this kid as well. I don't want to do that. And I hear that. I hear that. No, when I was single, I didn't, I don't think I was ever in a relationship with anyone who had kids. Um, yeah, because it's, it's a consideration you have to make, right? Surely if you, are, if you do have kids and you're dating and this guy has made no reference to you having kids, doesn't seem to give a shit about it, it's good to raise alarm bells, right? <laughs> and the same way if you date someone with a kid and they don't mention that they've got a kid, that would raise alarm bells to me. But here's the thing. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of guys who follow these kind of videos and stuff, and um, they've got their own bullshit going on in their life. You know, they're, they're toxic men. So they're just enjoying seeing like a woman get torn down on a video and they're just finding that hilarious. Um, and they're not really picking up the story, the, you know, the lessons that have been taught in this video that, yeah, granted, she can't aim for, she can aim for a guy like that, but might not get a guy like that. Same for you as a guy, you might aim for a woman that's way above your level. You might not get a woman like that. So is it about dating within your levels? What are your levels? Who knows? Who knows what your levels are? But I guess you can take an honest assessment of yourself. My advice to anyone who's date, who's single and is looking for someone else, is this simple. Describe the person you want, yeah? And then look at those type of people and try to work out the type of person that those type of people want. So try to work out the type of person that the people you like want and then see if you match that. That's literally what I did when I was single. You know when you end up with the wrong type of woman? You end up with the wrong type of person all the time? That, well, that wasn't me. I never ended up with the wrong type of person. I just grew as a person, basically. That's what happened with me. But um, I remember when I was... After my last relationship, before I met my wife, I was fine. I was fine. I was, like, oh, I was still a catch. But in my house, oh, I'm just going to just work on myself for a bit. So, just cracked on. Just, um, you know what I mean? Just thought, right, well, I need to go get a car. Because it seems like a lot of women I'm talking to, like a guy with a car. I can drive and I can afford a car. It just, I didn't need one. I just didn't really need one. But then I got a car. Got a car. Um, and that obviously made my dating range much wider. <laughs> you can date in different directions when you have a car. Put it like this, I used to live in Wembley, right? So where I could date if I didn't have a car would be anywhere along the Jubilee line and the Metropolitan line. That would have been convenient for me to date, right? Well, as soon as you have a car, it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Now I can go across to North London. It's easy, West, oh, look at where I can go now. The, the, the net just got, spread in different directions once you have a car. See what I mean? Um, but then also with getting a car, helped my comedy, I ended up gigging more and stuff. I was able to accept gigs in just obscure places because I could drive to them. So these little things like that, where, um, where I was like, yeah, the women I want, they're in places that are aren't just on the Metropolitan or Jubilee line. So I'm going to have to, uh, <laughs> I'm 
how to get a car. So it's things like that, get a car, get a job, just work out the type of person they want. I'm talking from a guy's perspective. So if you're looking at a woman, she looks really nice and you see on her Instagram, she's always talking about, oh, I want a guy who flies me out to this place. Then fine, my man, if you, want, if you really want that type of girl, then please go get a job, go get that money and be able to fly ladies out to different places. If that is the type of woman you want. Now, sometimes we target things and people and representations of things and not the actual thing itself, if you know what I mean. So sometimes a guy will look at that and be like, oh, I want her because, well, everyone else thinks she's hot. So I want the baddest woman on my arm. Here, like Jay-Z always rap about Beyonce and stuff and he raps about it in a way that it's like, I know I've got Beyonce. Doesn't really rap about his wife. Well, he does, but in his like, you know, his more pop, popular songs, he's rapping about Beyonce, bagging Beyonce. Then in his in four 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 album where he's a bit more, you know, introspective and stuff, he's talking about his wife. You see what I mean? So what a lot of people look at that and be like, well, I want the Beyonce. I want the the Beyonce in my situation. So if I'm at work. I want the Beyonce of the office. Who is the woman that every guy fancies and all the girls like? I, I want her. What, what type of guy does she like? Oh, she likes this guy, does that, that. Oh, I'm going to do that then to try and get her. When really what you actually want is you probably just want a girl who's decent enough looking. Yeah? Because as a guy, like... I don't know many guys have a very specific type. We all like good looking, we all like good looking people. But when it comes to actually settling down, I mean, some of us have lucked out of getting with a woman who we find very good looking, all right? But it's not the be all and end all. You do need to obviously be sexually attracted to them. But what I'm saying is, is that type that every guy likes. No, you just need the type that you like. Fuck whatever guys like. The type that you like, and then it's just other stuff. Then it's like, actually, I just want a decent woman who cares about me and this and that and just tick it off just like oh actually right what are those type of women like because like, oh, i've actually got most of that shit same these women who want these high powered guys do, do you want a guy because you've got like a professional job because i guess it's hard for women right the more you earn is the smaller your dating pool gets because you think i need to get a guy who earns more than me um but you don't i'm not saying you have to settle but what it is, is you want a guy who's probably be able to take you out sometimes, buy you some nice things every now and again to make you feel special. So does a guy need to earn more than you or the same amount? you? Maybe he can earn a little bit less. Because actually he's got more disposable income because he doesn't actually pay rent because he pays a mortgage because he has his own place. Imagine that. Imagine you're living as a woman at home with your parents. Yeah. And you're earning... I know, big money. Let's just pick a number. Let's say 70, you're earning 70 grand a year and you're living at home with your parents. Cool. So you're like, I need a man who earns 80 grand at least because I earn 70 and I'm a professional and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm an accountant and I'm a professional. I do this and da, da, da. And I, and I don't want a guy who's a blue collar worker and blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's what you've done. That's what you've decided. Yeah. There's a guy out there who earns 50k a year, 
and he's a plumber. He's not just a plumber, he owns his own plumbing business. He's self-employed. Has his own house, doesn't live in London, just a bit out of town, but got his own house, nice free bed house. He's got his car, got his van. You know what I mean? And he's just got money just piling up because his mortgage is cheap and he doesn't really have anything to spend his money on. And there's you going, how much do you earn and what job do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm a plumber. And you're like, uh, no, no thanks. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? My man's living life with his massive garden because he doesn't live in London. You see what I mean? It's just like, did you really want a man who earns a certain amount or did you want a man who, oh, he's actually got a lot of time for you now. He's self-employed. He can be a bit more flexible. You see what I mean? It's just like, we don't know what we're aiming for. I think sometimes. That's kind of like strip back or actually think, what are you actually looking for? It's just interesting. I find dating and relationships very interesting. Um, when I was single, now being married, I just, I just love hearing people's stories. Um, how they got with someone and what reason why a date went wrong. It's like hearing that shit. I think because I just found dating quite easy. I found dating quite easy when I was single. But then I get it. I get why I found it easy. Because um, I'm a catch. <laughs> oh dear. I mess. I mess. I kid. I joke slightly. Not really. Anyway, what's been going on with your weeks, people? Like, um, I gigged in, down in Bournemouth on Friday, which was fun. Um, drove down there in the afternoon to Bournemouth, then came back stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, stayed there, like, I just had a little sleep. Stuff. Nice 28 pound room, um, which uh, was glamorous. Very glamorous. It was, um, it was a very modern hotel. Um, the heating was set centrally in the hotel. You couldn't adjust the heating in your own room, which was great. Um, <laughs> the place was flipping baking. And it's weird, because I was like, I was just sleeping in my underwear, but I'm one of those people that I need a cover on me still. So even though I was hot, I, I needed the sensation of the duvet over me. I can't just sleep on top of duvets. I just feel too exposed. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is anyone else like that? Even if it's a thin sheet, I just need something over me. Something that's just like touching my neck. I, I can't even sleep in a duvet like with it under my armpits. Like it needs to be under my neck. It just, just there, just tucked in. It's weird, right? But yeah, so I was baking in there. Uh, then I woke up at half four. I didn't have to wake up till six, but I woke up at half four. I was like, no, I'm, I'm flipping melting. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm awake. Fuck it. £28. I think I've got my money's worth. And drove back. And then um, I was gigging yesterday in Hackney. Um, as well, that was fun. Gigging in Hackney. Did I gig other time? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Gigged in Shoreditch on Tuesday. As well, that was mad. I had a young group of girls in the front, uh, I think about 19, 20, they were dance students. And this showed me just like different generations, man, just how we approach things in life. Um, I was telling a joke about Shamima Begum and I asked them, hey, 
Hey girls, what do you think about Shamima Begum? And one of them went, oh, she's proper funny. And I was like, um, what? Go, do you know who I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl with, like, with the toaster. I was like, toast? What are you talking about toasters? There's girl with a toaster. Have you not seen the meme? I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, you really are 19 that you learn the world through memes. She's like, yeah, she's like got this really funny meme. And I was like, right, but do you know where she's from? <laughs> she's not famous because she's in a meme. And they're like, yeah, um, she did like, she did like that, that, uh, that terrorist thing, right? And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, there's no idea. They just had no idea who she was. It really ruins the flow of a joke when the crowd don't know something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to have some kind of opinion on this matter. That was strange. That was super strange, man. We had, um, we had like a... On that night, there's four of us that night, and there was, um, we had no one in the room, like literally three minutes before the gig. Then we put a message out on the tan of the... You know, the announcement, what's it called? Address, public address, PA, on the PA, the PA system. And um, so the reason I stumbled there is because I'm one of those uh, pedantic people who don't like using brands for the actual product. So Tannoy is a brand. Um, it's a brand of public address systems. So that's why I didn't want to use the word Tannoy. So, you know, like Hoover, when it's actually a vacuum cleaner. Uh, sellotape, when it's just adhesive tape, sellotape's a brand. Um, there's a few, there's a few like that. And um, and I'm weird, I'm weird. I couldn't tell my story using the word Hanoi. Bloody weirdo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we put some on the public announcement system, say, hey, got a gig, got a comedy show going on. And one guy came running up, he was like, hey, uh, can I can I perform? And we was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, that isn't what we was looking for. You know, we've got no crowd. So we was kind of looking for more crowds, but instead we've got more comedians. So, great. But um, but he came on. We actually got a crowd in the end. He came on, he did his thing, did a little five minutes. And he told a joke on stage that he's actually a Palestinian refugee and he's been sent home the next day. And we all laughed. He was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, then he came on stage and told us, no, no, I'm, I really am I'm getting sent home tomorrow, I'm getting deported. Um, he's like, yeah, but comedy's like, I love comedy and this was a dream come true for me to be able to go on stage and perform it. He's like, so how many gigs have you done, mate? And he's like, this is my second ever gig. And when I just heard that voice over the tan, over the, tannoy, over the, <laughs> over the PA system, um, I was like, yeah, that's a mess. That's a sign from God that I've just got to go on stage and at least ask if, if I can come on stage. He goes, so thanks, guys. You've, you've, you've made me really happy for my last day here in the country. And I was like, you, this is fucking beautiful. <laughs> I was like, that is, that is really touching. It's nice. Really, really nice. Um, I mean, it didn't stop him getting deported. 
Yeah, I mean, he's gone. He's he's gone. I've seen it on his Instagram. We follow each other now, and he's he's back in Palestine. Uh, if in West Bank or Gaza Strip, I don't know which part, but I mean, I've, I don't know what you expect me to do. <laughs> I just tell jokes. Gonna stop him from going. Um, but yeah, it was nice. Nice to be a part of something that nice really Christmas and all that you uh, yeah I don't know what else has gone on this week Wednesday no that's it not talking about football I don't talk about football um like I said I only spoke about football because it was Tottenham Arsenal I'm not talking about football don't worry about it yeah this is a safe space all right this is a safe space if um if you're not enjoying how your football team's performing don't you worry. Um, is there anything else going on in the world? Um, it's just stupid stuff I've seen online. There's no real news that I've followed. I'm pretty sure there's real news that's happened, but nothing that I've followed, man. Um, all right, so let's get on to the the dear Deirdre. Here we go. Ah. Okay, dear Deirdre, I stopped cheating and dumped my ex-lover. No, sorry, I stopped cheating and dumped my ex, but my lover still doesn't trust me. Because you're a cheat. You know what I mean? It's like if you're a fucking alcoholic and you stop drinking. Alright, fine. So you're just going to go to the pub now then? Well, I said I've stopped drinking. What's the issue? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I had, mind, I, I had a mind-blowing fling with a gorgeous woman, but I messed her around. Now I'm free to be with her, but she says she can't trust me. I can't stop thinking about her. She's dumb as well. No, she's not dumb. I mean, you're, you're both dumb. I mean, she's dumb to be just entertaining being with you when she knows you're a cheat. I've never understood that. You know, people have, have affairs and fall in love with someone and then they leave their like wife or their husband for this new person. I was like, how can you be with that person? You can see that they cheat on their, <laughs> their spouse. <laughs> they cheat on their significant other. Um, why do you think that's not going to happen to you? Like, it just makes perfect sense it's going to happen to you. Right? Surely. No. I first met her when I was still in a relationship. That um, that started well and we were happy until the rows began and I got to hate being at home. I started chatting to this girl in the gym, Kath, a year ago. Uh, she was sympathetic when I let off steam. She made me smile and I would count the hours until I could see her again. She was reluctant to get into a relationship with me because she knew I was still with my partner. Duh. But one night we walked back to the car park together and carried on chatting, sat in my car. Suddenly she leaned across and kissed me and we both knew we wanted one another. We are not kids. I'm 31. She's 28. Um, I went round to her place the next night and we had had a fantastic evening which ended up with us having sex. It was every bit as great as I'd imagined it would be. We met a few more times, but then she made it clear she wouldn't be some casual fling I had while I was with my ex. I was so messed up in, in my head, then I reacted badly and let her go. I stopped applying to her text and didn't return her calls. But it got no better with my then partner and six months later I cheated again. 
This time I knew I had to leave her. Our relationship was over. I had counselling to sort myself out and it helped. Now I know what I want. It's the woman I fell for at the gym. Ah. Oh. Uh, we still see one another at the gym occasionally. She agreed to have a coffee with me last week. We had a long talk and agreed we, we have strong feelings for one another. But she said she won't get to a relationship with me now because she feels she can never trust me again. I don't understand. But how can I make her see I am serious about her and not the same man I was in the past? Well, to be fair, you've actually gone counselling. So you've probably actually, you've made genuine steps to change who you are. So I can't actually hold that against you, geezer. What I will have to say is, is she actually the woman you want or is she some kind of representation of the woman you want? Is she just a representation of the fun times that was in comparison to your shit relationship. Like if you was actually to get with her in a relationship with no pressure or no excitement of cheating, how fun would the relationship actually be? How strong would those feelings be? Yeah? I remember there's this one girl at uni, right, who we always had this kind of tension that it was like, oh, she had a boyfriend and then so we would never get with each other and then it swapped around and I had a girlfriend and then she went single for a bit and we had this tension. It kind of went like that and then uh, got to the final part of uni where we were both actually single and guess what happened? Fuck all. <laughs> Nothing happened. Both single, didn't even go on a date, didn't even kiss because it was like, ah, well, we're both single now, and actually, it was just the thrill and the idea of this, oh, I can't possibly have them. It was all of that shit. Now you can actually have each other. It's like, nah, I'm all right. It's just that it's not really convenient for me now, being single and available. <laughs> so I think that's what happens sometimes, right? So maybe, maybe this woman isn't the one for you. Especially you don't get with her and it's just like ag and she's just, you know, this ain't going to be fun. Because guess what's going to happen? She's going to become an ag, she's going to become a nag, then you're going to cheat again. So, um, don't do that, do you? All right, cool. Um, no, sorry, I've just read... <laughs> Read this one. Dear Deirdre, um, pay my way. Should I offer my partner's family money for having me at Christmas? No. You're a guest. Anyway, let's see what it says. Dear Deirdre, um, it just brings something as a contribution, right? Even if it's just bloody few cartons of juice. Just bring something. Let's see. Dear Deirdre, I'm not sure whether to offer my partner's family money for, for my keep when I stay over Christmas. And if so, how much should I give? I'm a guy of 22 and I've been with my lovely partner for a year. She's 23. Ah, um, I've not, it's not been easy as we have been apart lots during lockdown. I am very much looking forward to spending this time with her and her family and sharing all their celebrations. I've never been invited to stay for this long before. I would feel like a cheapskate if I didn't offer any keep. Oh, you're just a nice guy. It's not even, I thought it was like the family were just putting pressure on you. They were hinting like, you know, you come round and you drink all their juice. You eat all their food. They're like, oh, it's funny how Kevin never contributes. It's like, it's, not, it's none of that. You'll just be the nice guy. Like I said, just bring something. Bring a bottle. Bring some Bring some alcohol. Bring some alcohol. Find, ask her, what does your dad, what does your brother drink? What does your mum, what does your sister drink? And bring those two things. If it's wine or if it's brandy, bring that stuff. Like, Here you go, guys. I know you like this and they like that. So maybe, you know, we can have, have a... 
have a drink tonight. Or put it in your cup. I don't care. Whatever. Just, just be that guy. Just, and they'll be like, oh my God, he's so lovely. Marry him. They'll be hints. They'll be mouthing over the potatoes. Marry him. Marry him. He's lovely. Keep this one. Yeah? Keep this one. That's what you do. Um, right. Ooh. This is a good one. This is weird, though. We were on a break. It's killing me knowing my wife cuddled another man in bed. See, that is so annoying. That is really annoying. I get it. Because check this out. If she just slept with another guy, then that's so more finite. You'd be like, it's over. You can make a, just a strong decision. It's over. But because it's just in this middle thing where she hasn't really done anything. But it's like, it's... I'm assuming she's saying the truth. She hasn't actually slept with him. They literally just have a cuddle. I don't even know why they're in bed cuddling. It's weird. I mean, I don't believe her. But let's say she did give her the benefit of doubt. Um, That is so in the middle annoying. Like, ha. Huh. That's annoying. That is brilliant. Dear Deirdre, I read a page from my wife's old diary in which she talked about sleeping in the same bed and cuddling with a guy she used to share a house with. What? There was no mention of sex, but it still destroyed our fairy tale relationship. Well, I don't understand how. We are now 33 and 31 with beautiful boys, age four, four and two. We were, we were each other's first love back in our teens. Okay. Five years after we met, she broke my heart saying we were over. We met again six months later at a friend's wedding and fell back in love. We agreed there had been no one else. If there had been, I wouldn't have proposed. She swears this was just a supportive friend, but the thought of her with another man makes me sick. Jesus Christ. Mate, grow a pair. I'm telling you. Um, I believe her. I don't know why. And um, this, she, she hugged another guy. Jeez, you're, you're like still that flipping hormonal 16-year-old, aren't you? He's like, oh, God, you play PlayStation around someone else's house. Mate, you're married and you've been with this woman for fucking years. No, I mean, just get over it. I mean, she could have been giving the guy a hand job. Get over it. <laughs> just move on. Um, all right. I think, um, I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, one more, one more, and then we're out of here. Um, in the family, my, I want my dad in my life again, but I can't accept him marrying my cousin. Okay, people, that's we've we've had way too much Yazoo here. The sugar, the sugar's gone too high. Way too much Yazoo. Let's let's dear dear G, I'd like my dad to be a part of my life again, but not if it means I have to accept my cousin as his new wife. I am so confused. I am a woman of 35. I'm married with two young daughters, aged five and three. Uh, my, um, my parents had a bit of divorce 10 years ago after dad had an affair with my cousin. I forgot, yeah, the cousin isn't related to your dad, right? But it depends the age. If the cousin is like your age and he's been in the family obviously for that long, because obviously he has, because you exist, um, and he's seen that cousin grow up, that's gross you know what I mean like you should see them all as your 
little kids. Like they're your niece's nephews. And... Yeah, because that's his niece, right? Even if you've married in, if I, yeah. Now, granted, if he's, let's say you're right, you're thirty-five. Let's say your your dad is fifty-five, and this is an older cousin. So whether you met there or just the same age, it's just that's that's more of a you know, that's not gross. That's just more like moralistic thing of that's like getting with like your partner's sister or Fred after you split up. It's like it's it's morally not great, but it's not terrible. But getting with like a niece if she was a flipping kid where you met that's that's gross. Uh, my parents had a bit of divorce ten years ago after my dad had an affair with my cousin. She was staying with us. Um, as it was near her job. My cousin is malicious and told lies about family members. Dad took her side. She was jealous of mum and wanted her lifestyle and got it. I didn't talk to dad for years, but he's not met my kids. He's 65 and reached out six months ago. He wants to visit us at home around Christmas and bring his wife too. Oh, they're married. Jesus. He asked me to hear her side, but they caused so much drama upset I cannot face anymore. Ah, but I want to know how old your cousin is. That's what I need to know. It's not here though. Which means it may not be that weird. You might, yeah, because you might just be one of the younger cousins. So you're 35, he's 65. So your cousin could be like 55. Wait, but even with that maths, if you're 35, your dad's, your dad had you when he was 30. She would have been 20. Ah, it's borderline. It's borderline. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's married to her now. Um, if you want your dad in life, you got to accept the wife. I don't understand that shit. You know, like when you tell like your friend something, you go, yeah, but don't tell your wife. It's like, it depends what you've told me, right? Some, oh, there's some things that are just, they're just too big for me to contain. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm telling my wife. I, I have to, like, you... I'm telling you now, before you tell me, I'll probably tell my wife. So, I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know. I'm not promising I won't tell her. It depends on what you tell me. But I'm just saying, it might be too big for me to not tell my wife. There's other shit where it's like, nah, I'm not going to tell her. She won't care. She won't care about that shit. It's nothing to do with her. I ain't telling her that. But there's other shit. It's like, I, mm, nah, I'm going to have to say... Because we're going to be at a meal together and he's going to be mad if she puts her foot in it. So, I'm going to have to say. And so, yeah, so you become at one for that person, right? Now, I'm not saying you tell them everything, but it's, you can't be inviting me to bloody Christmas dinner and stuff. And it's like, but leave your wife. It's like, huh? Like, imagine my mum invited me around for Christmas and goes, yeah, but Naomi can't come. Not enough room. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm not coming. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, I think that's the end of the pod. Um, there wasn't much in this pod. Not much has gone on that I've really taken notice of. But that is it. Um, so, people, that is it. Uh, catch you next week. I'll be one week away from Christmas. And I will have all of my Christmas shopping done by then. You heard it here. I guarantee it. All right. Peace.